Good morning, everybody. I'm just going to start with the announcements, okay? <laughs> I'm going off script, Pastor. <laughs> I was looking for music. <laughs> the countdown was over, and here I am. <laughs> okay, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I have something that I would like to read. I'm going off script again. Mom, pay attention. If I were asked to give a thought, which in one word would speak, a unity of brotherhood, a sympathy complete, a hundred happy cheery ways, a mind that knows its own, contented midst a throng of folk, yet peaceful when alone, a heart that sheds its silent glow to brighten many another, without a moment of delay, I'd say, you mean my mother. And that author of that poem is anonymous. So we have some announcements. The mission support team thanks everyone who purchased Mr. Sticky Buns. And a reminder that the missions committee has a meeting this Tuesday, May 11th at 6.30 at the church. And Amanda, I think you have a ministry council announcement. Can you remind me of the date and time? Okay, ministry council members, check your email for the date and time of the next ministry council meeting. And now, at this time, our call to worship, if you would please stand. A psalm of thanksgiving. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Forever 
Great are you, Lord. 
It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our
Thank you. Um, we're, we're trying out different things today, and so I, I do want to thank Jenny for helping me out today and for that uh, Mother's Day uh, poem. I, I asked Jenny because I'm not a, a, not, I'm not a mom, so I thank you for, for yes, I, in case anyone was wondering, uh, but we do want to wish uh, Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Um, as we go to this time of prayer, uh, I do want to let you know that I have uh, the Lord's Prayer uh, in front of me now so that I won't uh, mess up as I did last week. Um, so, before we go, are there any prayer concerns or praises? Okay, over here. Jeff? I have a praises and I also have a prayer concern. My neighbor, first prayer concern, my neighbor is on hospice right now and he is not doing very well, so he's going to be passing and keep that family in your prayers. They've been our neighbors since we moved in, so. And praises, I had the opportunity to sit with um, Messiah's graduation yesterday. Um, we had two graduations, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, but the one in the afternoon was very special. I happened to run into Pastor Rob and Kim, Stone graduated yesterday from Messiah, and it was fantastic to see Rob up and about. Now, he's still weak and tired, but I got a big hug from him. I, I know COVID and all the onion yards, but I, I couldn't help myself, and it was really a big praise to see Rob and Kim, and just, it was a big praise. Good. Well, we'll be praying for your, for your neighbor. Um, Rebecca had a, okay. And we'll be praying for your neighbor, but um, I'll have something else to say about Pastor Rob, but thank you for bringing that up. Rebecca. All right, um, I still have a prayer concern. Um, keep keep um, my friend, um, I have permission to say her name this time, um, Lois Matarazzi. She is still in the hospital with COVID. Well, we will keep praying for Lois. Any other prayer concerns? Yes, Tom. Prayers for a relative named George, who has a lot of problems right now, but unfortunately he's in a hospital with serious kidney problems. So prayers for George. Okay, we'll be praying for George. Yes. People who have COVID-19 virus and thank the Lord that they've made this vaccine to help um, stop the spread. Okay, well, we do pray for those who are still suffering from COVID and, and that we do have a vaccine. Any other prayer concerns or praises that anyone has? Amy, anything from Zoom? Uh, I do want to share, uh, thank you, Jeff, for reminding me. Uh, I did have coffee with Pastor Rob this week and Kim, and, and to see how um, well he's doing, uh, even though he's exhausted, uh, he should not, um, you know, and he knows he should not have survived this, uh, but he did. And so he has a incredible story to tell. Uh, he's going to be actually preaching next Sunday, so we need to Pray for Rob and the strength, but also uh, I have encouraged him, and he's looking at his schedule uh, to come and preach here, uh, hopefully either June or uh, July or August, to tell the story, because it's an incredible story that he has to tell about his recovery from COVID, and I think you need to 
to hear that, uh, so I don't want to go into any more details. Any other praises or prayer concerns? Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, as we come into your presence, we have so much in this world that is going on. It seems like we are divided. It seems like everyone wants to get their own way. And Lord, we know that all we need to do is focus on you. For those things that we cannot fix, Lord, we turn to you. And for those things that we can fix, we turn to you. In fact, we need to turn to you each and every day. So Lord, we lift up those that are struggling right now. We lift up those that are struggling at the end of life. We're also lifting up those who are starting a new life. We're praying for those who are expecting and those that are saying goodbye. There's so much in our world that's going on, but yet as we come to you, we know that we have heaven. And it's not because of anything that we've done, it's because of what you've done. So Lord, forgive us again of our sins. Help us to renew our hope in you. That through all the things that are going on, we do have peace in you. If the outside world is in chaos, at least the inside of our hearts are at peace. Because you are there. So Lord, hear our praises. Hear our concerns. And Lord, we pray all of this in Christ's most holy name who taught us to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're reading again from the book of Acts today in chapter 13, starting at verse 26. Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as the one the prophets had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him, and in doing this, they fulfilled the prophets' words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. 
When they had done all that the prophets said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And over a period of many days, he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors, and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second psalm says about Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, I will give you the sacred blessing I promised to David. Another psalm explained it more fully. You will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. This is not a reference to David, for after David was done, had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else, someone whom God had raised and whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim that through this man Jesus, there is forgiveness of your sins. Everyone who believes in him is declared right with God, something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful. Don't let the prophet's words apply to you, for they said, Look, you mockers, be amazed and die, for I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God.
So as we continue on to proclaim the good news of the gospel, um, I was thinking um, last week uh, I got the honor to to do a wedding uh, for Matthew and uh, Shannon Dove. And how many of you um, in your wedding in the past, you heard this phrase, if anyone has a reason for these not to be married, say so or forever hold your peace. Was that ever in, well, since I've been doing uh, ceremonies, I never do that. I, I, I keep it out, it's not there, because sometimes something happens and someone has something to say because you've actually given them an opportunity to say something. And so, uh, in our EC uh, wedding ceremony, we've actually taken that out because you never know. You, you could have someone who would want to say something that probably shouldn't. And the reason why I'm, I'm adding that is because when we get to Paul and Barnabas, we're now seeing them traveling, and they're actually at a synagogue at the appropriate time, and in Scripture, uh, it's funny because at, their, at the reading of the synagogue, the, the leaders actually asked. They actually looked at Paul and Barnabas, and they said, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. So basically, they asked for it. So basically, Paul and Barnabas went up and began to preach the gospel. It's not something that they wanted to hear. And so they, they're, they're going in of saying, men of Israel and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. And he goes into the history, just as Peter did, and here he starts with them coming out of Egypt. Remember, it, it took a long, long time. And then you had 40 years in the wilderness. And he's, and he's saying all of this to let them know that he knows the story. And he's trying to connect it to Jesus. And he says, and then, when that wasn't good enough, you actually begged for a king. And you got Saul. And we all know how wonderful Saul was. At the beginning... But then what happened to Saul? He started believing in himself and not God. And then, he, then they said, um, and then he was replaced with David. And then God had told David, one of your descendants will rule, will be the promised savior. And this, this opened the door to Paul saying, and that person was Jesus, the person that you, that the Jews had, could find nothing wrong and had the Romans put him to death. And here on in Acts 29, when they had done all the prophecies that said about him, they took him down from the cross, placed him in the tomb, but God raised him from the dead. And that was the good news that, that they started to bring to them. And it was wonderful. 
and people started to listen. And in fact, they wanted to hear more and more. And so one of the illustrations for this, how many of you have seen the movie um, The Matrix? How many of you understood The, the Matrix? Because it was kind of hard to follow. And it, and it was basically where people are held captive in, in these chambers and they're fed a certain reality because the machines were actually living off of their life force. And in their minds, they thought, the people thought, everything was great and wonderful, but it wasn't. And then some of the humans escaped to be set free, and they were looking for a guy named, Mor- well, Morpheus was the leader, but he was looking for the one, the one who would, came, who would actually free everybody. And so in here, the people during that time were looking for someone to free them. It was a very dark time for the Israelites or for the Jews and Gentiles anywhere in the Roman Empire because of persecution. They either had persecution from the government or they had persecution from strict religious law. And so they needed some hope. They needed some peace. And so the Jews at that point, the Gentiles, needed some peace. They weren't finding it. They weren't finding it at home. They weren't finding it in the synagogue. They weren't finding it in the political arena. So where can this peace be? And as I was listening to the news last night, And looking at the news today, uh, let me just tell you, do not read the news before you come to church. Or actually, maybe you do need to read the news and so that you can pray for all of us. Or pray for the country, pray for the world. Because it seems like we're, we're getting further and further apart from one another. Because we need relief. Paul came talking about the Messiah who died and rose again. And that peace could maybe, maybe they couldn't free them from the outside stuff, the oppression, the religious legalism that was going on, but maybe the inner bondage. That's what we were needing to be free from. And that's what the Jews heard, the Gentiles, hearing that first message that I could be free of all of the stuff that's going on. And the only way to do that is to turn all of the stuff that's going on over to Christ, to ask for forgiveness, to ask for him to come into our hearts. problem is when Jesus came, they, they were looking for someone who would just overthrow Rome. They wanted a kingdom on earth that was set up by them. 
but God already saw what they had done. When, when God gave them the promised land, he saw how the Israelites did that. They, they fought with one another. They worshipped other gods. They wanted to be like everyone else. And kind of, well, actually, in reality, turned their back from God. So this is why Jesus came. This is why at the very beginning of time, Jesus had to come. All of the, all of the Old Testament points to Christ, points to the salvation that can only come through Christ. Because not even death could stop Christ. And Paul told them that through Christ, your sins can be forgiven. And you can finally be at peace. In fact, those that were hearing the words of of Paul and Barnabas were so excited that they wanted to know more. They wanted to hear all the things that they had to say because they were at odds with themselves. And it just took a little bit to have that light be shown. Uh, In the Sunday school class, Ron, you had a, I don't think we got to it, the guy who was blind. He He was in the airplane and he would look out the window and he'd go, wonderful, And he'd look at the stewardess and say, wonderful. And he would look at the person beside him and say, wonderful. And they were saying, what's so wonderful? What's going on? He said, well, I had been blind. And I had surgery to repair my sight. And now I can see that everything I see is wonderful. To actually have our eyes open that we are free. We are free from the bondage of sin because we've turned it all over to God. There was an illustration that I wanted to add in here for Gloria and for Judy. Uh, in the, the hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, it says, The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. God kept his promise. All of our fears, all of our hopes, everything that we've dreamed is now in Christ. And so now we've come at a time that what's what's what are you yearning for? In fact, one of the questions is what are you hoping that God, hoping for, that God's already provided. What is actually going to fill that void? Maybe, and I've said this before, maybe it's a new car. Wouldn't that fill the void, a new car? A new truck? I've been asking for a truck for a while. Kathy says, something about we can't afford it. I don't understand that. But it would make me happy, right? Until what? The first payment was due? 
What happened when you have the first uh, mechanics bill? What if it was in an accident? What if it... You, you know the thing. Everything you get, you get new, and it's wonderful, and all of a sudden, the warranty goes out, and then that usually breaks, and then you're looking for something else to fill something that's actually already there. Ron and I were talking this week about once you get to a certain point, God's already provided everything. Why are we, why are we worried about money? Why are, we worried, why are we worried about material things when God has actually provided everything for us? On this day, question is, do we have hope for the future? I do. My future is already secure because Christ died for that hope. He rose again for that hope. So my future is secure. And not because I've done anything to deserve it. It's because he loved me enough to die. Paul says that in verse 39, everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight, something that the law of Moses could never do. And it's still true today. You can be free of the bondage that you're in. Well, what about tomorrow? What if, what if, what if I ask for forgiveness and tomorrow I, I sin again? Well, chances are you're going to be human, but that's still not an excuse. You go back and you ask for forgiveness again. And you keep doing this until you have that relationship that you can turn to him. Paul is proclaiming salvation, a salvation where we are justified by faith in Jesus, not by what we do. Can you do, can you do anything to get into heaven? Could you earn your way into heaven? You can't. The things that we do for the Lord now is because we do it out of a grateful heart for what he's already done. That was the problem because the Jews at that time felt that they had to, that whatever they're doing, it was never enough. And so they kept performing the sacrifices of cleansing, sin offerings, purification rites, and so forth. And yet what Jesus did is that he lived a perfect life and took the sins upon himself to the cross so that you and I have been saved. So as we, as we before we go into our reflection time, so 
why are we, why have we gathered here? What are you hoping that Jesus is going to provide for you? What are you yearning that Jesus has already satisfied or can satisfy? Let us pray. Gracious Lord, there's so much for us to be grateful for, and yet when we see the news or we or we hear of news, we desperately ask, where are you? And yet we know that you've been there the entire time. And so we turn to you. We ask for your, your forgiveness. We ask that we are made new again, that you create in us a new heart, that we turn from our ways and follow your ways. So Lord, Guide us in this power, in your power, through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So why have we gathered here in our, in our Sunday school lesson today? Uh, Isaiah talked about, are we just doing the stuff we're doing, or is it, are we just saying the words? Are we just doing it? Wasn't that pretty much the paraphrase? And will God listen to that if we're just doing, just saying? No. If we're just going through the motions, if we're coming because we have to come. But why, why are you here today? And don't, be say, don't say I have to. Well, I, okay, I, I have to. I, I'm, I'm the pastor. Um, but I still wanted to be here wanted to preach, why are are you here? That's just a question. Anyone? To praise God. To worship. To draw closer to God. To actually make that relationship stronger so that what? We can face what's ever out there. Because out there, out in the out in the world, there's a lot of stuff that tries to get in our way because it's so easy to lose sight. What are you still yearning for? I'll tell you, I'm, I'm still yearning for peace in my heart. There, there's, there's a thing that you know, every time uh, things from my past come up, I still argue with you. I, I still relive traumas from my childhood and things of that nature, and I, and I go, why, why do they keep coming back? The easiest thing is that the bondage that, that holds, I keep giving it to God, and I get peace. But guess what? Monday's going to come, and that's going to creep back in. Something's going to trigger it, and guess what? I'm reliving that again, and guess what I have to do? Give it back to God, and then I get peace. But sometimes we don't want to let go of stuff. We, don't, we want to hold on to it because it's who we are. But I have to realize that it's, 
It's not so much about me. It's got to be about what God wants, what God is asking us to be. Anyone else? What are you yearning for? God, I'm sorry? Godly women for your boys. And that's something that we need to pray for. Godly, godly friends as well. Judy? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know this verse may not mean, or John, when John wrote it in Third John, he didn't necessarily mean it for the way I take it, but okay. I have always longed for this, and I feel that um, my prayers have been answered. He said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Amen. Amen. To hear the children accept Christ and grandchildren. I think we're going to end on that. That that's our prayer that our children come to know the Lord and our grandchildren. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, so we pray for our children. We pray for godly people to come and to guide us. To hear our story because together we are strong in your spirit. Where two or three are gathered. When we try to do this alone, we're going to fail. So Lord, we ask that you would come upon us, that we would turn everything over to you because that's where the true peace comes. We lift up our children, Lord. We lift up our grandchildren. We lift up the generation that will come after the next so that they would come to know you as their personal savior. So Lord, let us turn to you once again. Each day, in Christ's name we pray, amen.
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, help us this week to stand on your promises, to know that you are always there all the time and that you are good. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.